Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on March 19th, 2021. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce has been serving the community since 1941. It is an association of businesses, other entities, and individuals organized to encourage a strong local economy and quality of life by promoting commerce, sound government, and an informed membership and community. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Good morning, Joe. Happy Friday. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, I'm happy it's Friday. It's gorgeous. Spring is about to, um, spring hasn't sprung, but it's about to spring. (laughs) Uh, Sunday marks the first day of spring. The birds are chirping. I love that. You know, like early morning when you can hear the birds, you know, chirping, they're happy. There's something about spring. Maybe they're happy because all the flowers are starting to pop, but um, it's a clear, beautiful morning. So nice way to start a Friday. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Um, How was your week? Did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Do you have any traditions? We, uh, We celebrated quietly. Uh, here at my daughter's uh, house with her fiancé. But uh, we did have a few Guinness. Uh, so uh, a black and tan is always an appropriate celebration for me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good Guinness to wake yeah. you up or put you to bed, right? <laughs> Depending yeah, on what right. time of day you drink it. Um, <laughs> I have a tradition every year uh, that my grandmother, um, who is, long since gone, but she started it, and I grew up with it, so I have continued it in my family and with my children whenever they are home. And right now, of course, my oldest son um, graduated from college, so he's around. And I make, you know, Mm -hmm. corned beef, and I make red cabbage, which is – my grandmother was Swiss, German, and Irish, so that was her version Mm -hmm. of, you know, the red red cabbage with apples and mashed potatoes and – um, so we did that, and then, of course, I go down to Becker's Bakery in Delhi here in Manhattan Beach and get the famous, you know, glazed shamrock cookie, um, always traditions. But, um, you know, yeah. I, um, restaurants are able to operate with, you know, 25% indoor capacity in addition to their outdoor right. dining that we've, you know, popped up everywhere. And um, that was kind of the first. Well, it started on Monday, but, you know, St. Patrick's Day was, I guess, the first little celebration holiday that people were able to really, you know, imbibe and uh, sit indoor or outdoor, whatever makes them comfortable and whatever's available. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't hear any stories of, you know, um, a place being absolutely packed and and crazy. And, you know, uh, I was actually surprised um, that the state and the county opened – um, allow the indoor dining before St. Patrick's Day. I'm, I'm pleased for the restaurants, but um, surprised, you know. But I, I, I think it was pretty mm-hmm. tame. I think it went very well. And people, um, it's been a year of the pandemic, and people have got the memo that they got to behave and wear their mask and kind of, you know, distance a little bit and everything. So, um, right. but it was, you know, festive and fun, nice way to kind of, you know, re-energize a little bit for people and, and, and get going. I, I do feel like we've turned a little corner. You know, we're not out of the woods by any means, but mm-hmm. um, we've turned a little bit of a corner, and more and more people are getting vaccinated every day. I keep hearing I, – I, I, I now know four people that have received the J&J vaccine. 
So right. we have wow. Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J was, is the newest run, right? And I know four people, right. and that's the, that's the one-dose one. And they right. all said it pretty much has the side effects of the second dose of, like, the Moderna vaccine, which seems to kind of take people down for about 24 hours, feeling very tired, sometimes more you know, a little bit of the aches and, and what have you of a fever. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, um, so far, so good. It's rolling out. You know, there's more choices, um, not little choices, but more options that they can get into the vaccination sites. And uh, people are, are positive. I, I also sense people are, are more willing to get the vaccine, like the, um, the stigma or the, the mystery kind of, you know, now that it's been, been rolling out for a couple months now, people are not as um, leery or afraid, you know, of, of getting it. So um, I haven't right. had mine yet. Right. Um, I, I wish I could. I don't qualify yet, but um, very positive. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of feel a, a new energy. How about you? Are you feeling that? I, I absolutely am feeling that. I, I think that uh, it's uh, not only historic, but we're going to hear stories about uh, how quickly uh, we've gotten to 100 million, uh, you know, single, uh, at least 100 million Americans have had a single uh, dose, if not both doses. So um, we really have turned a corner and uh we're coming in for the home stretch. We want to be herd humidity so. 75%. We want to get to 75%, you know, and then we're really going to see uh, a, a cliff, a fall off the cliff mm-hmm. of uh, new cases. So that's that's a great mm-hmm. thing. Well, I hope so. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, continue on this tra- trajectory and. Uh, even a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, you know, we're continuing on mm-hmm. a very positive mm-hmm. note. So um, I do want to announce a couple of events coming up uh, that I think will help people who have questions um, about, you know, the vaccine, about the workplace, you know, can – there's a lot of questions out there, not just about the vaccine, but can an employer – um, require the you know, other employees to have the vaccine. Mm. Um, schools are dealing with that and everything. So there's a couple events next week that uh, might be helpful to people that can tune in. Uh, next Wednesday, March 24th, from 5 to 6.30 p.m., the Beach Cities Health District is continuing on with their um, Safe in the South Bay series, which they partner with all the South Bay Chambers. And um, they have an expert panel of their doctors, um, their health technicians, and also um, uh, Lisa from the Maloney firm um, talking about the employee, you know, laws and what have you. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. the, it's, those panels are really cool. This is like their fourth or fifth one that they've done, and it's a great opportunity to, you know, ask questions and really learn um, yeah, and just just be engaged. They have Dr. Mo uh, Gelbart, who is the head of the Thelma Millen uh, Center for Alcohol and Drug Treatment at Torrance Memorial. Um, you know, which we all know, uh, you know, alcohol and drug abuse has escalated during the pandemic. He's he's wonderful, very thoughtful. Um, they have Dr. Halai, who is with the Department of County Health, which is always a good conversation to find out, you know, what the latest. Um, protocols are, but maybe what's coming up too. And then Dr. Cheval from Keck Medicine at USC, uh, he's a cardiologist and going to be talking about vascular health. Um, we, you know, we've all heard uh, there's a, in some cases there's a little bit of a link between um, side effects from COVID-19 in some cases and the vascular system. Um, and then Lisa Von Eschen, I mentioned from the Maloney firm, talking about employment law and everything. So very cool. If you just go into Beach City, BCHD, which stands for Beach Studies Health District, bchd.org, um, you can register mm-hmm. there and, and receive the Zoom link. So um, that is that. And then our assemblyman in the area, Assemblyman L. Merosuchi, is holding a Facebook Live event on the 25th of March next week at 6 p.m. You, all you have to do is go on to Assemblyman Marisucci's Facebook page 
and tune in live. And he has all of the superintendents of the schools in the South Bay. Um, so Manhattan, Hermosa, uh, or actually, yeah, well, Hermosa, the, the lower grades, um, Redondo and Torrance coming on um, to talk about reopening the schools safely, where they are, what grades are back, what they're doing, and the rest of the plan to roll out and get all the way up to 12th grade back before the end of this um, school year. So um, that will be, I think, mm-hmm. a very interesting Q&A. Parents, you know, some parents want it all now. Others, you know, are more conservative. Um, so the good news is teachers are getting vaccinated, and I think most of them have had their second dose by now or are very close to getting their second dose. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. good events to tune into and and uh, educate and, and listen and, uh, and ask questions um, if you want. So um, those are two of the big events, and um, that's, you know, that's about it. There's other little events happening here and there. Um, shopping, you know, events, and Walk with Sally has their official friendship bowl. Remember, on the we had Nick Arquette on talking about the friendship bowl is going to be virtual this year. Um, Absolutely. Well, that is, yep, that is happening tomorrow, and you can watch live starting at 4 p.m. Um, it's going to be on YouTube, and so if you just type in YouTube and friend, Walk with Sally Friendship Bowl, you will find uh, the link, and you can watch a virtual, you know, bowling tournament. Um, thank God it's still virtual. <laughs> I'm not sure if we, any, any of us want to share bowling balls and put fingers you know, in, in different bowling balls. Can you can you imagine what were we thinking before? Bowling and putting your fingers in, in, in a ball that's been used by a thousand people, and then you know you eat a hot dog yeah. and drink a beer. I'm, oh gosh, is that ever going to happen again? But this one's virtual. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, MBS uh, Media Campus is helping them uh, film it, so I think it will be very. I'm just more curious to see a virtual bowling tournament, you know, uh, than anything. And of course, it's a fundraiser for our friends over at Walk with Sally. So. Um, anyway, so those are the big notes um, of um, the week. Uh, other than the city council meeting, we had a long, long, long into the wee hours of the next morning conversation about Bruce's mm-hmm. Beach and what they're going to do. Um, the, the, the task force that they, uh, the city officially appointed has been working for about five months. Um, brought back their recommendations to city council, and they were discussed. And so uh, they got through most of them, um, seeing that it was after midnight when they were finishing up on a few, after all the public comment. Um, they tabled uh, one of the items for an April meeting just so they can uh, thoroughly discuss it and get it right. And um, But they're, they're, they're going to redo it a little bit. There's going to be two plaques at the park, one up at top where it is right now, and then another one uh, down mm-hmm. at the site where the Bruce's Beach Lodge was. Um, mm-hmm. And um, the other one, they'll be reworded, and that wording will be very carefully vetted. Uh, through the committee, the city, and some of the historical knowledge that um, has come to light in the last nine months. And then uh, mm-hmm. they will be doing a beautiful art sculpture in the park as a, um, in recognition of the Bruce's family. And they set a budget for that. And that will have to go through the Arts Commission and really be planned out. I suspect that will probably take, you know, honestly, probably the rest of the year before that, you know, that comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about you know other things, education in the schools and what have you. But um, as far as a letter of apology to the Bruce's family, um, that was a very in- interesting conversation. Um, some people feel that we should, some people feel that we shouldn't. Um, you know, there's a long history of mm-hmm. eminent domain everywhere in the country, and um, so that one they're going to come back and they're t- going to talk a little bit more thoroughly. Not at midnight, uh, first thing, <laughs> probably at a council <laughs> meeting in April. But they're not ignoring it. They're just bringing it back for, you know, a little bit more thought. So, anyway, good conversation. Right. Another step in, in a very positive direction in Manhattan Beach. And uh, hopefully we can kind of turn um, the corner on, you know, all the um, uneasiness and debate on, on Bruce's Beach, too. So, very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we made a nice, a very nice, you know, several steps in a very positive direction with that too. So we're making progress here in Manhattan Beach, Joe. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) That's fun. Yes. 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 So, well, Kelly, Mm -hmm. I think we should Kelly. We have some very interesting guests today. 
Um, who are our guests today? Okay, Joe, we have two guests. Um, the, the one is a returning guest. He is the owner of Manhattan Beach Dental, Dr. Don Moncal. He is also a resident of Manhattan Beach. Um, he's a native of the Los Angeles area and loves serving his neighbor's dental needs. Raised in the San Fernando Valley, he completed undergrad studies at UCLA. Excuse me, UCLA. Uh, he received his degree with honors in 1990 after completing the dental program at the University of the Pacific Dental School in San Francisco. His postgraduate experience came in part from his role as an instructor at the USC Dental School. Within a few short years, Dr. Mangal established his practice right in his hometown of Los Angeles. Manhattan Beach Dental has been serving patients since 1992. The love that Dr. Moncal feels for LA seems to be reciprocal. He's been honored as a best dentist in downtown, in Los Angeles downtown news for four consecutive years. Dr. Moncal stays abreast of cutting edge dental technologies and techniques through activity in the California Dental Society. He stays up to date with the latest dental implants general dentistry and cosmetic dentistry advancements by investing hundreds of hours in continuing education courses each year. Joining him today is one of the hygienists at Manhattan Beach Dental, Mary Bald. Mary is a registered dental hygienist at the Manhattan Beach Dental Solutions in downtown Manhattan Beach. She has worked at this office for 28 years. Her specialty is treating gum and bone disease. She is part of the American Dental Hygiene Association. Mary was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and now resides in Manhattan Beach, and she's been here for 35 years. She has been married for 37 and is very proud of her son and daughter. Her hobbies include tennis, snow skiing, biking, water skiing, traveling, and reading. She loves having the freedom to recommend the most up-to-date, scientific information for each individual uh, patient regarding their gum and bone maintenance and all other of their patient needs. Uh, Mary and Dr. McGall, welcome to the show. It is so nice to have you on this Friday morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to, to both of you. We're so glad to have you. Dental health is is such a, um, you know, Dr. Munkal, the dental health is such a precursor to general health. Um, most people don't uh, understand how uh, their general health is, is linked to their health of their, their teeth and their, and their gums and so forth. Can you, can you talk yeah. about that a little bit about how, how key dental health is? Yes, sure. Um, well, general inflammation, for example, in the body uh, is is what what lowers resistance or what lowers our immune system. And uh, the most common inflammation uh, is uh, gum disease or periodontal disease, and it's all brought upon like uh, you know just plaque, bacteria, viruses that resides in the gums, and uh, that causes a common inflammation and. Uh, um, where, and that that inflammation creates a cascade of reactions, at which the resulting, uh, well, the result is a lower immune system. So um, that's what's great about um, keeping your uh, gums healthy. And when your gums are healthy, uh, you fight off infections, viruses, uh, the flu, and uh, the, it's been shown that uh, COVID. COVID could be, um, um, you know, uh, resisted by, by, by just keeping your gums healthy. You'll, you'll have a, a stronger immune system when you have your, your gums are healthy, uh, describing it in a simplified way. Yeah, I was reading um, an article by the American Medical Association, and they were stating that inflammation, when you have inflammation in your mouth, it creates a stronger COVID response if you were to, you know, get the COVID disease. So when it enters your body and enters your body, you know, pretty much through your mouth, your nose, 
um, that type of, and our mouth is such a receptor, you know, of um, bacteria that if we can, you know, prevent bacteria from being there in the first place, then you can prevent more bacteria from attaching to the existing bacteria. So, you know, because we have the availability of doing, you know, treatments to reduce the bacteria in our mouth, you know, we feel that we're, you know, helping keep our patients healthier, you know, preventing, you know, um, COVID from entering. Okay, let's let's just talk right there. I'm fascinated already, Joe. That was a, a, a great question. And um, it, one would think it seems obvious, but uh, with both of your responses, I don't think many people think, you know, of the relation between their gum health and the rest of their body, um, and more so on this topic of, you know, viruses entering the body via the mouth or lowering the immune system. I mean, just, you know, right, I think, you know, people just take their their mouth for granted. <laughs> Some people use their mouth too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, people... People you take, take the dental health for granted for a lot. And to make that connection that if you keep your mouth and your gums healthier, you, your body is going to be healthier. In general, your immune system is going to be stronger. That just right there is a very power, powerful thought and statement. And do people really realize that when you talk to them in the office, you know, Marie, do, you, do they really get that? You know, it's, I'm still, you know, training and, you know, educating patients, you know, even patients that I've seen for many, many years about their mouths because one of the issues our mouth has is that we don't have discomfort when we start certain diseases in our mouth. So you don't have the pain. You don't have the discomfort until sometimes, you know, it's even more severe. But, you know, for me, uh, the bleeding issue is like the first sign. So, uh, you know, I'll ask patients, you know, do you floss? Do you bleed when you floss? And their reply is, yeah, I only bleed when I floss. And my response is, we aren't supposed to bleed to brushing, to flossing. When I'm even cleaning your teeth, there isn't even supposed to be bleeding. That is a sign that there's infection present, that there's bacteria present that are in too much presence there to create the bleeding. So that is a sign that there is something, you know, wrong that needs to be treated, cured, or, you know, addressed. So I think, you know, with that conversation with patients, it was, it's always an aha moment going, oh, you know, I'm not supposed to bleed, you know. It's just like, no, you're not, you're not supposed to bleed in my ideal not to have you bleed so let's you know talk about some other treatments that we can do to reduce the type of bacteria in your mouth you know that cause the bleeding I mean there's times when I do you know patients come in every three months typically you know I do deep cleaning every two years and then we still see some um bleeding come back, and now we have treatments to address that to reduce the type of bacteria that are creating the bleeding so we can, you know, make the mouth a healthier environment because they've really found out that inflammation in our mouth creates so many other diseases in our body, you know, from heart disease to diabetes, you know. I mean, they're even saying, you know, like when they do um, hip replacements, knee replacements, they're finding the bacteria that's supposed to be in the mouth in these areas when they treat it. So it's like, oh, my gosh, is that, you know, is that really there? So um, I'm understanding that what I'm doing in the mouth, you know, is creating a healthier environment throughout the body. And I'm stressing that more and more and more because I find I've worked with so many different generational ages from, you know, babies to teens to 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, we have patients that are 90s, you know, here. So with every age, you know, there's situations that I can all of a sudden create a healthier environment as we get older and in the different, you know, age groups that we have, you know, different issues going on. So um, we do have availability of new sciences in dentistry. So it's very exciting for me, the fact that I've been a hygienist for 45 years and I have more tools to use to create a healthier environment for not just the mouth, but people's bodies. So. It excites me still, and that's why I'm still doing what I'm doing, because there's still excitement in dentistry coming forward to what we can do. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. if we're not excited to get our teeth clean now, Joe, I mean, I don't know what (laughs) kind of Like, everybody run run to your dental hygienist. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, I like I do I do like what I do. I like see I like being healthy. And my patients ask me, "What are you doing to keep yourself preventing from getting COVID?" And I'm like, "I keep myself healthy." I go. I go, keep yourself healthy, you know, it's like mm-hmm. wear your mask, you know, it's like we hand sanitize when we enter the office, we screen our patients at the front door, you know, there's a pre-rinse we do, you know, when the patients sit down in the chair. Um, we're fortunate as an office because we have four treatment rooms and because we have four treatment rooms, we can separate the patients and then everything we do with our patient from when they come in to taking health histories to information about insurance to treatment planning to any financial is everything's done in that one room. So we're very fortunate that we can do that here at this office. Excellent. Excellent. When, when I think about um, your, your, your business, Dr. Munkal, I think about sure. um, various people in the South Bay that have made the transition from a life of working for another business um, or some other business to their own business. This is a, a common theme of our uh, show over the years is that uh, people have transitioned from working outside the home to perhaps working inside the home or working in their own business. Where did you start your practice? Did you start in, in Manhattan Beach or did you start downtown? I started in downtown L.A. I opened uh, my practice uh, there about 28 years ago. So uh, mm-hmm. um started there from scratch and uh, just uh, mm-hmm. just grew, grew my practice there. And uh, we moved mm-hmm. here in Manhattan Beach about 10 years ago or 11 years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, be- because we had our first daughter uh, at that time. So we moved mm-hmm. here. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, um, and then I, I uh, and then I uh, was fortunate enough to r- run into uh, this practice, and uh, now I have the downtown practice, and I have the Manhattan Beach practice now. So, which is great. Right. I, I, right. I have the best of both worlds: um, practicing in downtown LA and practicing here in Manhattan <laughs> Beach. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what it's like to have a business in downtown LA and and it, it, there was there was some talk uh Kelly and I were talking about the differences in the clientele. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, huge difference. Uh in downtown, there are business people. They uh they're there because they work there. And generally uh we the the the, the patients that we have there are like uh they're there four, five, seven years on average, and then uh, they move somewhere else. So whereas here um, in, in Manhattan Beach, they are here for like years, 20 years, 30 years, or like uh, Marika detests that, you know, like uh, she'd seen right. patients from, right. for a long time. So, right. And, uh, I can go to the gro- any grocery than- store. I can go to the grocery store and bump into any one of my patients <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Uh, whereas in downtown, it's different. It's, uh, it, it's the business people there. Here, it's more of a neighborly, neighborly uh, uh, practice. Uh, uh, both, both I enjoy. Um, it, it, they're just totally different style of, 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 of practice. So. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I, we are, um, you know, in a, in a, in a time when, uh, this, this whole, uh, transition from, um, the, the lockdowns, uh, there are even some more serious lockdowns in Europe, uh, currently ongoing. Yeah. I believe that France is in a, uh, a one month lockdown period that's just right. begun in, in right. France. It's, it's frightening. Um, what are your what are your colleagues in in the in the dental profession believe that um you know the the future holds for for this uh virus uh, uh period how how do you believe that it it's affecting your business long term well uh we we've adapted practicing slightly different uh, one of the biggest thing is like uh, the waiting room 
the waiting room in our uh, offices are pretty much non-existent. Uh, they're, they're just empty waiting rooms because uh, once we have an appointment, uh, we screen the, the patient uh, in the front door, and from the front door, they go straight to the rooms, and then all the transactions are done in, that, in the room where we have uh, the minimal points of contact. And uh, once they're done in the room, then they – we walk them out and they go. Um, mm-hmm. As far as far as uh, as far as uh, I'm hopeful with the vaccine. And like you said, like uh, once we reach 75 percent immunity, we get that herd immunity there. So um, mm-hmm. so that way we could all be uh, back to normal again. So mm-hmm. as far as business is concerned. Um, we have we've been just as busy as before, and uh, one thing we're fortunate with is like I haven't heard of anybody contracting COVID in a dental office, uh, with patients, mm-hmm. with hygienists, <laughs> with doctors. I haven't heard any incidents out there where um, where COVID's been contracted from from the dental office. Well, just. Just going to ask just quickly if that's partly because you are already by 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 training you're already preparing to protect both the patient and yourselves from potential oh, yeah. diseases that people would have and and so that predated COVID nineteen. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Definitely like, did. like I would say nineteen eighty four is when we started, you know, treating everybody like they're contagious. So, I mean, you know, we've treated mm-hmm. patients at that level for such a long time. For us, you know, we have more PPE, you know, covering us as far as, mm-hmm. that, as, far as you know, treating people like, you know, they might have something or, you know, vice versa. We've, you know, we've, we're really good at that because, you know, we've had that. We, do, right. we deal with saliva and blood. So, obviously, with saliva and blood, you know, there's, Terms in those things, so we've done that for so long that right. we know how to you know, right. keep ourselves healthy, keep our patients healthy. Right. So it has been right. something we've done for a long time. Now you know it's like the patients kind of laugh at us because they're like, "Oh, now I know what it's like to wear a mask all the time." You know, we're like, "Yeah, uh-huh. welcome to our world." You know. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly. You sure. Uh, thank you, Joe. I think you know what I was going to say is and I think we talked about this last time you were on the show, Doctor, is um, I think all of us went through a period where everybody, you know, I I know a lot of people were afraid to get their teeth cleaned, uh, let's just say in the first six or nine months of the pandemic, because of the proximity. And even though you guys do, you you look like you have space suits on. You know, you're wearing so much, you know, God bless you. You're you're wearing so much (laughs) PPE, um, but people were just afraid of that proximity um, that several people, you know, a lot of people, and Marie, you can probably attest to this too, people were waiting, you know, and uh, delaying their dental um, cleanings and checkups and, and coming in. And uh, based on Marie, I would say she can argue, all of us can argue very effectively that they people should have been get, going in even more to keep their, their mouth yes, clean and keep right. their immune system. And gosh, I mean, if we, you know, who knows who we could have helped, you know, during sure. that time if we really would have told people, you know, that and made that connection. Whether you tell it and whether they, you know, heed the advice, you, you never know. But um, I, I'm curious if what you said, viruses in the mouth, so at some point. And so are there... Um, what kind of viruses, I mean, hit, you know, kind of attack the mouth? And, and is it always dental-related? And this might be a kind of a, an oxymoron, but is it always dental-related? Or is it like, like you know, somebody who's had COVID-19, uh, is there different um, viruses or blisters or anything happening in the mouth? So what kind of different types of viruses, you know, enter and kind of attack the gums in the mouth? Um, it's more bacteria that are attacking the mouth, you know, and a lot of the bacteria are actually living in the mouth and then they multiply. So when they multiply, that's where the, you know, problem arises because it creates the inflammatory process and then it allows viruses to, you know, sit with the bacteria. And I think that's the problem. Um, what is your feeling about that, Dr. McCall? Well, also like uh, as, uh, as we get older and as, as we, we accumulate more uh, bacteria that are resistant 
or or more um, more um, uh, worse than others. You know, like there's good bacteria, there's bad bacteria. Uh, as we get older, there's that, that tipping point where the good bacteria is there and then the b- bad bacteria takes over. And uh, that's when you see a lot of inflammation, a lot of, a lot of bone loss, a lot of uh, hard-to-control hard to uh, gum disease. And um, those bad bacteria right there is, creates the inflammation. And the inflammation is the key. The inflammation is what what lowers the resistance in the body. And, and this is before COVID, too. We, we saw this before COVID, that uh, mm-hmm. inflammation uh, uh, lowers resistance. And, and when, the, you're, when you, you have a lower resistance, then you're prone to attack from the flu, uh, all, all, mm-hmm. kinds of, all kinds of uh, um, uh, maladies or sickness. So the key is to control the inflammation. And, a lot, and to, to uh, tip that, that uh, the bacteria to the good bacteria again, and um, and uh, a lot of times it it, it takes uh, more methods to kill those bad bacteria, either like deep cleaning, uh, antibiotics, or even laser, where uh, mm-hmm. we could kill those uh, bad bacteria. Interesting. Okay, so now um, obviously there's techniques if it, if it if it gets to that point um, that you guys can um, attack the bad bacteria and uh, let's talk about before it gets that bad. So there's flossing, there's proper proper brushing, there's mouthwash. I, I would assume maybe is part of what you um, recommend. Are, are there vitamins? Are there other? You know what is uh, Marie, what's the total package that you recommend to just, you know, an average person with a healthy mouth, um, how to keep mm-hmm. their gums and teeth healthy? Right. So I highly recommend a power brush. I really think they can be more effective. And the biggest, one of the biggest factors of the, some of the newer power brushes is they stay on for two minutes because people have a tendency to brush for 30 to 45 seconds. It's been, you know, uh, talked about. So if we can just stay in our mouth longer with our toothbrush, you know, um, brush slower, you know, think about what we're brushing. I mean, brushing so automatic, we just do it and then it's done and then we're like, okay, move on to something else, um, you know, followed by flossing, which is very helpful. I mean, if you have spaces between your teeth, you know, a water pick is a is a great adjunct to all that. Um, you know, there's there's little tools, there's little tiny brushes we can put between our teeth. You know, we can use these little rubber picks. So there's so many things, and it's really dependent on, you know, the design of your teeth. Do you have faces? I mean, do you have nooks and crannies, you know? So we can individualize mm-hmm. each person's needs as far as that. Um, you know, your mouth rinses, you know, are okay. The fluoride in a mouth rinse is great. Um, I really do like the whitening procedures to help reduce antimicrobials because, um, you know, it was um, initially – was discovered by a periodontist and he was trying to figure out how to reduce, you know, the trench mouth, the periodontal disease. And then it became this, this whitening product and everybody's forgetting when they're whitening that they're actually helping their mouth, you know, reduce the antimicrobials in your mouth. So um, that's a, a really benefit. The recommendation as an antimicrobial for whitening is to do it, you know, twice a month for 30 minutes, twice a month. So um, adding that into your routine, um, diet is very important also. You know, our carbs and our sugars, wow, they sure taste good. And I know Dr. and I do love our, do love our sweet treats from Becker's. Right, Doctor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking you forward know, for a, to Wednesday. We love our sweet treats. And, and um, it's fortunate we're in a dental office, so after lunch we have the ability to brush and floss our teeth. So, you know, just un- understanding that we really still should be brushing after we eat. So we've kind of gotten away from telling our patients to brush three times a day. I mean, a long time ago in the 70s when I first started practice, it was like brush after every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, that became impossible for lunch because a lot of people don't have access, you know, to water or, you know, whatever where they want to brush. So we've gotten away. So you brush in the morning, you brush at night, and then that's a, what, 16-hour period, but you do all your eating in between that period. I mean, so if we can add another, you know, time to remove that food from our mouth, that is going to, you know, just really help tremendously as far as, you know, um, forming bacteria. Because the minute we get food in our mouth, 
that saliva that carries that bacteria, you know, adheres faster and moves things around faster, and that's where things get created in our mouth. So, um, yeah, our food really. As far as vitamins, you know, I haven't really seen any one particular vitamin that you can take. I know people want a magic pill to do that, but mechanically what we do in our mouth is really helping, you know, um, Another thing that causes problems in our mouth is the shape and design of how our teeth meet, you know, how they attach to each other, you know, that creates diseases, that creates more gum disease than people really realize because if our teeth are out of balance and out of portion with each other, you know, they, they hit hard and they reduce gum and bone and then that creates another, you know, situation for bacteria to attach as roots start showing. So, um, you know, we have so much more knowledge of what we can do and that really is has to be incorporated into the, you know, the hygiene aspect of it, too, because that creates kind of a hygiene nightmare, you know, when we get the bone loss from a functional point of view, from teeth being in the wrong position. So, um, you know, there's so many things that lead up to, you know, diseases in our mouth, not just bacteria, food, you know, um, it's structural, it's an engineering feat, and what I find fascinating is our dentists, like they're engineers first, they're engineers, they're, they're scientists, they're doctors. I mean, there's so many aspects to dentistry that they have to take into consideration when they're treating patients. And I'm really happy to be part of this new um, type of dentistry in the last 10, 12 years that's being done so we can have people have their teeth for life. So, I mean, it really, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not just one thing somebody can do, you know, it's just recognizing, you know, um, the differences that we have in our mouth and what we can tell each patient to do for themselves. Wow. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> Joe, I mean, I know I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away talking about so much more than just, um, the, you know, basic, you know, dental health and everything. It just, um, it is fascinating. Um, Marie, it is so clear that you absolutely love what you do. And um, the, the, the passion, I, I love it. I mean, who wouldn't want to sit in your chair and get their teeth cleaned? Um, people, we need to, you know, we need to put your, you know, your face out there on every corner in, in Manhattan Beach. Um, um, I'm curious, what made you go into dentistry, you know, uh, way back when? What, what was your motivation? Or did you have a mentor? Um, so my parents were both teachers and my mom and dad thought that was the most amazing profession anybody could have. So I was going to be a teacher and my dad thought I should be in special education because he thought I had more patience than any of my siblings. I'm one of five. So when it started with the first year of college teaching, and then I had a girlfriend who was a dental assistant. She, her, she decided she was going to be a dental hygienist. So her studies were more science-based. I was thinking, you know what? I like science. I like taking a multiple choice test and having the right answer, not just forming the right answer. So for me, it was it was about studying science. And then, you know, I had spent some time in the in the dental chair myself because I was congenitally missing a couple teeth. So I was there for you know, some unique reasons. So I had started talking to my dentist hygienist back in Wisconsin, and um, I just the minute I got into it. I enjoyed it. In fact, the um, program I was in in Michigan, um, I was on a waiting list to get in the program, and I kept calling to say, you know, do you have a spot available? Do you have another spot available for me to get in? Because it's a very limited, you know, a number of girls or guys that can get in, 22. And I kept calling, 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 and he, they didn't want to let me in the program because I didn't have any prior dental history because most of our hygienists, have prior dental history. They've worked in a dental office. They've been a dental assistant. They've been some connection to dentistry. So, um, but I mean, since I've been in dentistry, I've just found this passion and I like the dental office, you know, environment. I mean, it's allowed me to have children. It's allowed me, you know, to stay in Manhattan Beach. And um, I've connected with so many people through this dental office because I basically live two and a half miles, you know, from the dental office. But I mean, I still... I think we're losing Marie a little bit. Well, uh, yes. Um, Maria, we're losing you a little bit. I'm not sure what happened uh, mm-hmm. to maybe your microphone. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Can you hear me now? Um, 
Yes, I'm going to jump over to um, Dr. Bengal. I want to know um, how you got into dentistry, you know, out of all the medical professions that you can choose, um, you know, what what was the genesis of you entering into dentistry? Um, I always like, uh, I always like the medicine. Um, I was always mm-hmm. good in science. I was always good, good in math. And I was always good in art. So I was really good at uh, all those. And uh, my dad is a physician, so like, uh, uh, so I was leaning towards being uh, a doctor. Uh, but he kept because he used to be an emergency room doctor. He would like get called like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and like I, I would see that growing up. And so at the same time, too, him encouraging me to go into dentistry instead of medicine. And uh, mm-hmm. and that's how it came about. It's uh, it and fortunately it, it became a a great choice because I love dentistry. Like uh, like uh, I, I really thankful to my dad to pushing me and directing me to this uh, to this to this direction. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's interesting is you both are kind of a hybrid mix of what your of the of your parents direction because doctor with you with your dad being in emergency medicine um I'm, i i know i'm sure you deal with several dental emergencies you know um so you know you you are kind of doing both you know what a little bit of what he did a little differently with the mouth and then marie right. with your parents being um a teacher and thinking that is the best profession by the way it is the best profession god bless every teacher out there <laughs> Right, um, especially I know, right? Now. Especially, yeah, um, especially now. Uh, yep, it's probably the most underestimated profession too. Uh, and I'm not a teacher, uh, but um, <laughs> you are teaching people how to take care of their mouth. So it's very interesting to me that you know yes. both of you landed in dentistry, but you're you are drawing upon kind of the roots of which you grew up in too. Um, so mm-hmm. um, with that being said, I have noticed, and, and Marie, you touched on this um, being in the office and being very fortunate to work. You know in downtown Manhattan Beach and um, with all your colleagues. Doctor, I have noticed um, several times on social media, on, on your accounts, that um, how the optics appear that you are a very close office. All the staff is, you know, really supports each other. And you guys have fun. You've, like, done little, you know, PPE dances with your PPE. You, I saw the um, – I, 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 you guys need to do that more often. Uh, if you don't have a TikTok account, you guys should. Um, but I, I've seen that. But I also saw – I think, you know, it was recently, maybe the last couple of months, you um, took everybody um, to, I think uh, it was Sam's Spa for kind of a spa day to get their nails done and everything. And I was like, I love this, you know. Um, So tell me about the the culture in which you create in your practices. Well, we we like to keep it fun. And uh, after all, you know, like uh, we're here – for the you know like uh most of our time in our in our day, so uh, we like to keep it fun. Uh, we 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 like to come in. Uh, I always look forward to coming in the offices, uh, both of them. Um, and uh, yeah, like uh, we had that uh, that great thing. I always I always wanted to do a mani pedi before, and <laughs> and my office manager Chris like thought it was a, a great idea. To have a a, a team building uh, day to do that. They go, hey, that's a great idea. As opposed to like going to lunches or dinners and you know like a, uh-huh. to mix it up a bit. And uh, uh-huh. and um, Chris always likes going to do Manny Petty's. Go, hey, let's do that. And uh, and she made an appointment and we all we all went there uh, after the day and uh, we totally enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I I love it. Was that your first Manny and Petty? Doctor? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Awesome. <laughs> and I, I, I might be hooked. <laughs> you might be hooked, yeah. It feels so good letting somebody else do that. Yeah. We just, you know, uh, we have a level of energy here. We, we work hard, we play hard. But, I mean, when you're working in a small environment like the mouth, you know, there is, you know, some – Issue, not issues, but I mean, there's you're in a small environment, so you're very, you know, focused. You have to be very focused when you're in the mouth. 
and, you know, you're working in a small environment and, you know, in general, you know, patients, yes, they want to be here, but in general too, they're like, okay, you know, let's get this over with. So, I mean, I think when we're done with our patients and we interact with each other, you know, we, we want to be with each other to get this energy level because it's just, it fuels us to keep, you know, up the happiness that we can, you know, provide for our patients, you know, so that way they don't feel like, oh, I'm at the dentist, I'm at a dental appointment, you know, I have to go to a dental appointment. I mean, we have people that come in and say, I was so looking forward to this. And we're like, oh, you know, that's what we'd like to create. We'd like to create, you know, our patients, you know, becoming happy, you know, when we're providing services and, you know, treatments for them. Because, I mean, like a mani-pedi, you know, it's like everybody wants to go for a mani-pedi, I think. So we're hoping to, (laughs) you know, provide that happiness here at the dental office. Well, it, it, it appears that it's working. It sounds like it's working. And I just have one challenge. I want you guys to post another uh, a PPE dance or something. I, I, I need, I love seeing those. <laughs> and, um, you know, you got to mix it up. Uh, Marie, can you guys, I'm going to have you work on that, okay? I want an, another one of those fun videos posted on Instagram um, soon because uh-huh. it, yeah. it does look it does lift everybody's, yeah. um, and it feels silly and right. giggle. I know my office, uh, we're a small office, there's just two of us pretty much, but, you know, Carolina made me do a TikTok, <laughs> a TikTok, and I'm like, seriously? Like, you know, and I was not in the groove and move mood. It was right after the, um, was it the Emmys, and uh, they had the John Travolta dance, and I'm like, are you serious? You're going to make me dance like John Travolta? Oh, <laughs> you know? but, but it was fun. It, we did it. Who cares? I don't, you know, I mean, I'm like, whatever, you know, and uh, we got but, more you know, comments, people. Uh-huh. I started that <laughs> one day, one morning. I realized we didn't have any patients in the office yet. We hadn't. So we had all started to put our PPE on, and all of a sudden this song came on, and I'm like, let's do a dance, you know. And I go, everybody, go in the treatment rooms. We're going to come out. It was so much fun. So I will definitely be doing that again for you, Kelly. Okay, do it again. <laughs> tag the chamber, you know, MD chamber when you guys post on Instagram, and we will share it because I, I just love that stuff. It, it not only is it fun and it lifts everybody up, it, you know, it makes your heart and your soul uh-huh. kind of sing, but it, it shows you guys and your personal side, and, uh, and that's something that we all don't do enough of because we get so serious in our work and so focused. And in I your know. case, you're a smaller environment. In my case, I'm just go, go, going, you know. So when you stop and do something like that and kind of, uh, break out with something different. It's kind of fun. So, anyways, Joe, Uh-oh. are you going nice to do a talk for me too? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm not sure you where, but maybe. Yes. In, of course, uh, uh, near a big tree. We're going to go visit some big trees today. I think. <laughs> Here in Oregon. Uh, all right. How many? Um, how many people do you have working in the office in downtown, uh, downtown Manhattan Beach? Uh, in downtown, we probably have like uh, 15 people, 16 people. Wow. In uh, Manhattan uh-huh. Beach, probably 9 or 10. So, yeah, uh-huh. we've we got a good group here. So uh-huh. mm-hmm. I would say so. Um, okay, so what's next on the horizon for dentistry? What else is coming out? We talked about um, – uh, last time we kind of finished up talking about, we should circle back to it because I think it it is important um, grinding in the teeth. And I know this session, yeah, grinding, you know, in night guards or Invisalign to adjust the bite. Um, you know, I, I would imagine it's been a year of the pandemic. You know, the teeth grinding is probably at an all-time high. <laughs> Um, yes. What you know? What are we doing with that right now? What you know? What do you recommend for people? Well, uh, we need to like uh, um, assess the bite. It's usually a bite related. I mean, everybody thinks it's stress related, which is yes, it's a secondary cause, but the primary cause of uh, clenching and grinding is is bite related. When there's an imbalance in the bite, it tends to trigger these muscles to to contract, contract, contract. I mean, they're contracting. Uh, the resulting action is uh, uh, clenching or grinding. And uh, when that happens, the jaw basically becomes like a nutcracker and the teeth are like nut- walnuts in a nutcracker. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's what we stress all the time. Like uh, our, our mission is to save their teeth, our, our patients to save their teeth forever. And we watch out for cavities. Two, we watch out for gum disease. And three, bite problems. 
And uh, if we check on all, all those three right there, we have a very predictable that uh, that patient's going to keep their teeth for life. So, um, so the whole the whole recommendation is like the clenching granularity teeth. We need to balance the bite somehow, either uh, by by doing Invisalign or doing some restorations or doing um, uh, maybe teeth polishing here and there, so that way all the teeth come together when the joint is in the right position. So, anyways, um, uh, that is what I would recommend if you're clenching and grinding uh, to balance the bite. Well, come see us and we'll we'll supervise and guide you where we could like uh where we have all the treatments where we guide it where all the teeth are all balanced when you bite so mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. and then i i found mm-hmm. some of our patients that come in with you know headaches you know and it's a contributing factor from you know a joint problem or imbalanced bite and they can really reduce their headaches too from getting their bite balanced and that to me is just you know amazing how we can help with that also um, people don't realize that a lot of the headaches are caused by, you know, the muscles that surround the jaw joint. And when the bite, you know, gets put in, you know, the right balance, like Dr. Paul was saying, it can take away, you know, a lot of the headaches, which is an amazing factor for a lot of people that suffer from these. So other than a, like, a trauma to, you know, the head, the face, the jaw, um, how does a bite become, you know, um, out of balance? I mean, uh, is it always that way or is there other factors? So let's just say, you know, um, somebody young, they go through, uh, they're growing up, they have dentistry or uh, orthodontia. Um, You know, you you think when we're done with orthodontia, you know, everything is perfectly aligned and ready to go. Um, How does a bite become, you know, unbalanced? Is it just with continued growth or, you know, muscle use? How does that happen? Well, mainly it's the way the teeth grow, uh, the, the, the way the teeth are positioned when the, the person is developing from a child to an adult. And, uh, and, and also it's a matter of tolerance, too. If the patient's having symptoms like clenching and grinding, headaches, um, gum recession, bone loss, so to me, there right there, it's, it's telling us that the, 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 the patient or the person is not resistant to the way the bite is. And, um, for example, me, my, my bite is not fully balanced, but I don't have headaches. I don't have gum disease. I don't have teeth fracturing. So mm-hmm. I'm tolerant within my, the way my bite is. But there's patients who are, like, um, who are getting a lot of symptoms, and when they have a lot of symptoms, we need to get them fully, ba- fully uh, where the bite is balanced and, um, where uh, we could get it, get them to where they could tolerate uh, that bite, or mm-hmm. get them to where it's balanced, so that that they, they won't have any symptoms anymore. Right. Interesting. Which is headaches, uh, gum disease, cracked teeth, all that. Right. Right. Wow. Um, okay, Joe. We've done it again. Yeah. We have like two we and a half have. minutes left to go. Yes. These hours always go so fast. I, I'm always amazed. Uh, we could talk for another hour, I think, especially Marie. We, I mean, we just need to go, you know, go meet on the corner of Vector right. and go talk some more. Um, okay, Joe. Oh, that um, would be a good place for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, at, at this point, Dr. Munkal, please give us the, the, the – use the – Contact information, the website, phone number that you prefer people to call, both for downtown and for uh, Manhattan Beach. Sure. Uh, we're located here uh, three blocks away from the pier, 1213 Manhattan Avenue. Our number is uh, 310-545-5910. Uh, and in our downtown office, we're uh, on uh, Grand and 3rd, right in front of the Mocha Museum or uh, near the Broad. So uh, and the number there is uh, 213-620-5777. It's, it's a wonderful thing to think that you can have a good long-term relationship with your, with your uh, 
dental services providers. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Moncal, Marie. Thank you. Thank you, well, thank Joe. you for having thank us. You, Kelly. It's, it's always yeah, it's interesting to share our information. We like sharing it. <laughs> um, it's so and, fun to listen to it. What is the Instagram handle for the the, the downtown Manhattan Beach office? Is it um, Manhattan Dental Solutions or what? Do you know off the top of your head, Marie? <laughs> What's the? Uh, I do not. I, I want to say another downtown. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it. I have it. It comes up on my thing. Manhattan Beach Dental. Uh, uh, let yeah. me see. I'm looking it up right now. Sorry. I think I think it's Manhattan. We <laughs> <laughs> never have to contact our own office. <laughs> <laughs> it's Manhattan Beach Dental. Yes, Manhattan Beach Dental. So I'm going to yes. watch it. I'm going to watch the Instagram. I'm waiting for that video. Um, and I, I'm <laughs> okay, going to give you a little. In- I'm going to give you a little inspiration, Marie. There, I want you on the Instagram or have somebody in the office look at another Instagram account by um, a pediatrician uh, who treats cancer patients in, uh, out in Orange County, a chalk hospital. He's, he's famous. He does the most amazing dances on Instagram. It makes my day. It's T, as in Tom, T underscore yes. Malone. Watch him, and, and then you guys are going to get your groove on. I know it. All right. Ooh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much, Kelly. Um, Have everyone have a wonderful weekend. Bye bye. Thank you, everybody. So much, John Kelly. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Kelly. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.